This is the Rich Eisen Show. You got a big surprise coming to you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bruce Arians, I'm sure you've heard a lot of the conversation uh, about why you stepped aside and how uh, you and Brady didn't get along. We've got a great relationship and uh, it's never been sour. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, plus Cardinals running back James Conner. Coming up, your phone calls, latest news, and more and now it's rich eisen oh man welcome hour number three of the rich eisen show we're wide open for your phone calls 844-204-RICH number to dial also on in this hour reviewing kyle shanahan's uh, press conference yesterday in light of sticking around with jimmy garoppolo he's still there in the same quarterback room with the starting quarterback whose job jimmy took last year or he took jimmy's job this year jimmy's not upset i mean to use the seinfeld <laughs> phrase everybody's it's all copacetic so that's coming up in this hour chris brockman shortly hey, Rich. Uh, with a new segment here on this program uh burning questions chris brock uh, brockman's burning questions right that's right that's right we have I'm a gonna... drop for it too do we yeah i think okay. so we got uh, a little production uh, value all right yeah, it's coming up it's coming up you get that oh, ready Philly. Oh, you nice. get that ready Philly. tj jefferson good to see you over there what an hour we just had. Uh, right. Mark Andrews of the Ravens, James Conner of the Cardinals, and then uh, our new friend of the program, uh, his name is Joel Stetler. He's a third-grade teacher in Fresno, California, calling from, as he said, a fusion chair. Um, he's the guy that I, along with Susie, we saw him take the stage of the Killers concert on Saturday night holding up a sign saying that he wants to come on stage. He's fighting cancer. He wants to come on stage and play a song with the band. He did. He was so great at it. The whole place went nuts. I tweeted out a video of it, and um, he saw that, heard our conversation on our show earlier this week, and just called in. Man, did we have a a wonderful chat with him. And uh, if you missed it, go to our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eyes, and show the four five sevens in the chat room. Um, Our... our, um, are sitting there and commenting on everything. And I, I heard during the commercial break in hour number two, words that normally would, I think, frighten most men on planet Earth is, <laughs> your wife is in the chat room. <laughs> and um, so Suze has been, she's been active in the, in the YouTube chat room just this morning. A few, just a few comments here and there. She's what? She also texted me about a, a Rich Eisen show fantasy league. Like what's, what are we doing? She wants to start. Uh, there have been uh, behind the scenes discussions about having a show fantasy league. As TJ will point out to anyone who will listen, <laughs> he's been trying to do this with us for years, and no one has really been interested. So that's well, because I, you, how many, how many leagues are you in? I'm in one that I actually <laughs> care about, but we do the Alice in Chains League. That's two. And I do uh, Pickums. I do Survivor. You're I now get, in this third one with Joe Latrulio. I'm Joe now Latrulio. in a third crazy one. I gamble. Like, I got a lot going on. <laughs> I gamble. You're, how old are you? <laughs> 42. And you got a lot of ass going on. a lot of ass going on. I have a problem. <laughs> so, you know, adding another league to all of that is, you know, a lot. I mean, you you got to have time to gamble. It's a, I, I really need to focus. <laughs> really I need to have a good fall. He enjoys That's all that. I'm saying. Yeah. Why? He put a pool in, so, you know. Oh, is that what it is? Well, um, I mean, You're not I, betting that much money that I would pay for a that. pool, is it, Chris? Absolutely not. <laughs> Rich, absolutely not. However, I, you know, that's not nothing. Well, I mean, but... <laughs> <laughs> So what would this fantasy league be? It would just be amongst us, and then we would invite fans to, to join us? No, no, I think it's just going to be everyone here who works on the yeah, show. Them, I, Susie, I, I, but, you know, some of our fill-ins, Ryan Leaf, oh, Ben Lyons. I see what she's... Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because normally Susie's always about involving our fans. Oh, we so can get the fans that's involved, what I, but we were originally... I don't think ta- she really cares about being in a fantasy league with us. We were I think originally she, talking about just, like, the staff. No, league, I know the that. staff league. Yeah. But the... Just knowing Susie, her interest in it would not be that she wants a team. That well, let she me would... ask her in the chat instead of talking. <laughs> I think her interest would be you should involve some of the fans to get a, a like give away a spot or two for a fan to compete with us. That yeah. would make things more interesting to me. You could have a team or a couple teams where you let someone coach the team that week, even. Oh, who? 
A fan? A fan. Like, switch it up every week. You mean your, the, the, yeah. that, I mean, that, that's, that's your team. That's your team. You can do oh, that with your team. That's your team. All right. That's my problem. I mean, if we actually do it, I'm not going to... I'm a control freak for a living. I'm not giving up the steering wheel to somebody I don't know. My team, but... That's like saying, you know what? I'm here at the blackjack table. I'm just going to give up that third base position to just bring anybody over here in Vegas. You know, during well, one Kevin, of Jason's, Fe- Kevin Federline looking dude, come over here. <laughs> during one of Jason's many back surgeries, he trusted me to uh, run his fantasy team while he was that's that's different. Hopped up on something. That's different. I'm that's not saying. what we're talking about here. It's just morphine. You won that week, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was just morphine. It's the morphine talking. Yeah, but you know, so I won for him. You know, big deal. Yeah, like he, I mean, you, he knows you. It's not true. some random individual that you don't know. That's a good point. Now, you you would assume a fan of this program has the proper sensibilities to hand a team over to, but even I would not do that. Well, I didn't mean your team. I, I think designate a couple teams. I think. We if have a we 16 do it, team league? If we no, I think we have a, a what a 10 to 12 team league. If we do this and then good. the only way I would do it is if we involve fans like that a, a, we somehow randomly select a fan or we have fans call in and make the case. Make a case. Cuz we can't have people do this and then not run the team. As you know, I've kicked members of this show out of a league that we do because <laughs> they didn't pay attention. So you're going to have like auditions yes. for this? Our, own, our own family has <laughs> tasted am, my like, wrath. My rich. own family yeah, thank you. <laughs> has tasted my scorn <laughs> because well, I mean, there, there wasn't enough focus on the you roster. Had, you had a lot of ass going on. You had a lot of, everyone's got a lot of ass everyone's going on. Ass. So I turned it over to my 10-year-old who didn't have as, didn't have as much ass going on. He's, He's got nothing going on. Going on. <laughs> You know, he's usually taking an S when we got to get out of the house. <laughs> wow. Hey, don't come on. <laughs> he's at school right now. It's his first day. He's not listening. Oh, man. He has no idea. He should be. I mean, come on. You no, know, this fantasy honestly, started. Adam. Remember when Jodie Foster came on yes. back in like 18? Yes. My favorite actress. This so is what started it. We got to talking, and you know, she remember she had said how much of a Devontae Adams fan she was. Yes, and because- then I asked her in the green room. I was just joking. I was like, if we do a fantasy league, are you in? She was like, yeah. So that was like my whole thing. Like okay, I wanted so to be in a fantasy we- with Jodie Foster, and then for years you guys kept saying no. You've never said no, that. No, no, please, no, no, no. It's, it's been <laughs> well, said. he it's said been, it to me. I've never I just quickly. It's, it's been said. Do you want us to? You want us to reach out to Jodie Foster to give her a spot? I mean, how about jo- it's us, Jodie Foster, and a fan? If Jodie Foster, <laughs> Foster's going to play, then I'm in. If we get Jodie Foster in, then I'm in. Is that the late okay. game? <laughs> Matter of fact, us, Jody Foster, and a fan? Jody Foster could be my co captain. Okay. So, us, Jody Foster, and a fan walk into a bar. Walk into a bar. (laughs) (laughs) And our team name is Have the Lamb Stop Screaming Clarice. I mean, it's just right there. It's it's there for you. I I would name my team Lotion in the Basket. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or multiple Migs. It rubs the lotion on its skin. Okay, very good. Wow. It also gets the hose again. Let's get to this uh, new segment, shall we? Let's do it. We've got a new segment on this program, which means Brockman thought about it, you know, for about two days, and oh, I'm like, yeah, sure, man. yeah, sure. No, no, you, you've been thinking, you've been cultivating this. No, I've had, and this is something that I used to write uh, at my old column when I had a newspaper uh, when I worked at a newspaper in Maine. I had a website, and so I've been doing this for a long time, but haven't brought it here in, in quite some time. So, so Brockman is regifting the Rich Eisen show. With something from his uh, his archives, you want is this what is this what made you an award winner? Uh, Did you no. win an award for your column writing back uh, in the no, day? No, I wrote an award. Uh, I won an award for uh, movie reviews. Oh, in which I reviewed Ghost Rider, uh, which starred Nicolas Cage, who later became the inspiration for my son's name. So how about that? And so, oh wow. Um, you reviewed one movie and it got you an award? Critics' Choice Award. Thank you very much. Maine Press Association Critics' Choice so Award. So all you had to do is review one movie? It wasn't all a bunch of movies? No, that was... was the one I submitted. Huh. It was one that you submit. Very but then good. I was Maine Sports Columnist of the Year for like a March Madness preview. Yeah, so you're, you're just not some Jamoke walking off the street. Most days. <laughs> Here we go. There's, it's called Brockman's Burning Questions. So it's in the order of, I'm doing reverse order of kind of like preseason power rankings. 
Ah. So we're starting at 32, who I think is the bottom team in the league. Right. And we're getting all the way to number one next Thursday for the kickoff. So it's five teams at a time? Is that what it is? Six teams uh, So I'm time? doing seven first and then five a day uh, until the season. Very good. So this is the... Bottom seven. Bottom seven of the NFL. And a burning question for each. It's time for the first installment of Brockman's Burning Questions. Brockman's Burning Questions. That's the fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Everything about that is awesome. All right, uh, let's start at the bottom, guys. The 30 you second do it, team. You doing the Night King sort yeah, of look? Yeah, I was kind of doing the Night King. Okay. Well, it's like sizzling, you know, like, right, uh, like Gilbert Arenas back right, in the floor's day. Floor's yours, I'm starting at the bottom. I, I, I think the number 32 team heading into the year is the Seattle Seahawks. And my burning question for these guys is just quite simple. How long will they stick with the Geno and, and Drew Locke combo? Because... At some point, they need to get a, a, a move here at quarterback, and whether that will be Jimmy Garoppolo later on or someone else in the trade market uh, before the October deadline, it just doesn't seem feasible that they can stick with these two guys going forward unless they are in full-on tank mode for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or one of those guys in next year's draft. Well, I, I think, you know, if you don't mind, this is the first burning question. I think the burning question is how long will they stick with Geno? Because they're going to stick with the Geno Lock for 17 weeks, 17 games, 18 weeks. What, what, I mean, I, I, if it's not working out, last thing they're going to do is trade for another quarterback to save a season that's best to be tanked. So uh, the question is, is maybe you know, do the do they really believe in the Geno Lock yeah. as the answer? Like to me, Geno starting, they deep down, if you put sodium pentothal into Pete Carroll's gum. Like if you in, if you got a stick of gum and you injected <laughs> sodium pentothal into it, right? Yeah. And and so he chews it and he's got to tell you really what is on his mind. He believes that Gino and Locke can get this team um to the playoffs. Win a Super Bowl, he probably like I don't know about that. This is not our year for that. But the question is is how long how long can Gino last? Because at some point, I think Locke's going to get a shot this year. And they might not be 32 overall, but interesting that you choose them that way. So 31 is the Bears. You're going Bears next at this I'm one? Go- I'm going Texans 31. Texans? Are, Texans that's low. 31. Okay. Well, I've seen some mock drafts where they're number one, and they're taking a quarterback. But I don't want to do every question about the quarterbacks. But for me, it's basically just how many wins will it take to shake the Watson stink? Like, Deshaun Watson is going to loom over this team, I think, for quite some time just because of the way he set out last year. The Texans uh, settled uh, suits that weren't even brought against them. Uh, But just how many wins will it take? We know winning is the ultimate deodorant. So how many will it take to kind of shake that Watson stink this year for Houston? How many wins would it take? Yeah. Um, Just one. Just one? Yeah. The Watsons really? think is this this they, Watsons in their rearview mirror. They're all gone. Oh, I don't know about that. I I would say, I, if, I think the Texans are going to win five six games this year. Wow, it's a lot. I don't wow. think I don't That's think they're lot. that. They got twenty two new players in their roster. Twenty two. They've turned it over. I think Lovey Smith is going to be better. I I don't think the Texans are going to lose nearly as many games as you think. Okay. But I think that stink is it's gone. I mean, Watson, the page is so turned. That's Cleveland's problem. That's a CP. Uh, that's not a. That's yeah, not an HP. They might be both there. Bro. That's a CP. That's a Cleveland problem. That's not a Houston problem. All right, number thirty is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, last season. Now, now here's my question: Was last season all on Urban? Yes. <laughs> or will this year be more of the same? I think that's a legitimate question to ask. It is a lot of the same roster. And so, was it really Urban, or yes. is it just not a good football team? Is Urban? We're going to find out. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's a better football team just in the mere fact that ATN is on it, right? We're going to see what he can look like. I think so. Right. But. That did not help Urban in the Jacksonville Jaguars case. but That didn't help. But cr- Chris, let me just do this one more time. Well, I like to tee up at things, Rich. One more time. Week four is when he didn't go back with the team on the plane. Is that what it was? Week. Look it up. If my memory serves, it was a week four Thursday night football game. That's how fast things deteriorated 
for the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Didn't go back with the team on the plane. It was week and four then, yeah, at Cincinnati. And then over the following weekend, the video that went viral hit the internet and will sit there forever. And this is after a training camp where we learned subsequently crazy things were happening on the football field of kicking a kicker and everything going on with making r- coaches de- defend their resumes, whether they were winners or losers or not. You got mine, as a matter of fact. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Do I need to go in through everything through the playing season where the rookie quarterback goes up to the coach on the sidelines in it. Los Angeles and says, where's it. our running back who fumbled earlier in the game? And he's just like, uh, I don't know. Let me check out. Let me check on that. Oh, yeah. Put him back in the game. And then afterwards says, I wasn't the one who told everyone to bench him, and he did. And that was the game where the opposing team, the eventual Super Bowl champions, were accosted (laughs) by the visiting team saying, save us. Get me out of here. You have no idea what's happening on that sideline. So, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Hey, look, you need to see it from Russell Wilson, and I need to see it from the Jets. Last year was on Urban. All right, number, it will not be more the same. All right, number 29 are the Chicago Bears, who just made a bunch of moves on the waiver wire. They claimed six guys, including uh, former first-round pick from the Raiders, Alex Leatherwood. Uh, but my question here is, just will another black and blue season do irreparable damage to Justin Fields? Oh, like, man, that's a much, good question. How, how much punishment can this guy take uh, before it really stunts his growth? And because we think he can be a dynamic player in this league, uh, he was the guy that I wanted the Patriots to draft last year instead of Mac Jones. So I'm just curious if he does take quite another beating this year, what that does for his long-term development. You at the bullseye on that question for the Bears because the roster, the way it's currently constituted with six new players, usually when you pick up a lot of other people's cuts, right. you know, it means how, how happy were you with your roster during training camp and now you're going to get these guys up to speed. Here come the 49ers to start the season. And um, if Fields doesn't have the weapons, doesn't have the protection, what does that do for his growth? Oh, my gosh. That is ultimately the spot-on question about the 2022 Bears. No doubt. Number 28, I'm looking at the Atlanta Falcons, uh, another team people could think is kind of be at the bottom. I I think they might have sleeper potential. But for me, it's who's going to run the football on this team. Because when I look uh, at their depth chart, uh, it's not great when it comes to the running back position. You got Cordell Patterson. Yes, we know he's kind of a Swiss Army knife and could do it all, but he's not actually uh, a running back, and he is over that 30, 30 years of age mark uh, for ball carriers. You got Damian Williams, who's on his fifth team, and Tyler Algier, who's a rookie. Just who's going to run the football to kind of take the pressure off Marcus Mariota, or if it does become Desmond Ritter, uh, and, and kind of open up the passing lanes for, for Kyle Pitts to really have a breakout second year. That Who's is, running the football? That's again? my burning question for the Atlanta Falcons this year. Does Desmond Ritter start multiple games? That's it. Does Atlanta's season wind up with Arthur Smith saying, all right, Marcus and I go back to the Tennessee days. I gave him his shot. This kid, Ritter, he could be ready. He was coming into this uh, draft, along with Kenny Pickett, believed to be the most pro-ready, the most mature, the ready could be aim fire right now this year for Atlanta. Does he start multiple games for Atlanta this year? And do they start that clock in 2022? That's my question for Atlanta. Both guys look good in the preseason, so we'll see. Uh, Number 27 for me is the New York football Giants. And for this one, I'm kind of looking at Saquon. Can Saquon save this team and his quarterback? Because it's a huge year for both of these guys. Yes. Uh, We know the option wasn't picked up on Daniel Jones, so he's playing for his future. And Saquon has looked great in the offseason, in the preseason when he's been out there. He's fully healthy, and he's back. They have a new head coach, an offensive-minded head coach. And can he save this team and Daniel Jones? I, I, I think it's interesting you you weave Saquon into your question. I think it is, though, just about Daniel Jones. Clearly, Saquon being a second overall selected player is somebody that um, that that it, we're still waiting to see him reach some of the status like Jonathan Taylor reached last year. He, 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 he hasn't been healthy enough to do that. We yeah. need to see him dominate football games. Yes, that would help with Daniel Jones, but still, that's at a position 
that the Giants need to evaluate. Will the question, a burning question for me is, will Brian Dayball be the answer to Daniel Jones's viability uh, as a, a quarterback in the NFL? Because they have to make that decision. They got to make it fast this year. And um, and will the Giants be in a quarterback market next year? That's yeah, the burning they're, question they're for them. Back at square one. And will Saquon be on this team next year? I mean, he could be uh, somewhere else if it doesn't go well. All right, lastly, I'm looking at the Detroit Lions, number 26. Basically, can they build on the hard knocks momentum? There's a lot of good feelings and good vibes around this team. Uh, we like Dan Campbell, but they're going with Jared Goff. They got a, a superstar, a young wide receiver. And I'm just wondering, can they build on it? Everyone's kind of excited about them heading into the year. We know they really competed and played hard, and they were in most games last season. And just can they keep that going into 2022? Yeah, I just don't know if you know another plucky year is what the, they're looking for. They, we need to see some some advancement it can't just be yeah boy this is a team that you you know come back on you when when they're down 17 like it's time to win some football games in year two i'd imagine uh lions fans feel that way another another good old plucky year where they're fun to watch in the summer on hard knocks you you know yeah got to do more than win hard knocks which is what the jets eventually did do so we need to see that out of the Lions this year can they can they be a playoff team can they actually make a run and start beating some playoff teams and become one themselves this year. And and is Aiden Hutchinson going to change the culture there, potentially in, this, in the way that he did at Michigan? Uh, I mean, I can't wait to see that all play out. That's a burning question. I gave you a couple. You come up with just one. But those are your burning questions. Very good, Christopher. Thank you. And then tomorrow is... Uh, tomorrow is 25 to 21. Okay, there we go. And every day until we get to... Kick off next Thursday. There you go. Chris Brockman. Burning questions. Let's go. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial is uh, a number to call. We'll take your phone calls. And then uh, Kyle Shanahan had some interesting things to say in explaining the decision the Niners made to keep Jimmy G after all and make Trey Lance understand he's the starter still. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, just talking about the trade that went down moments ago is the Philadelphia Eagles sending Jalen Rager to Minnesota. And anybody who's been watching Philadelphia Eagles fans and their their reaction to Rager ever since he was drafted and Justin Jefferson did what he did, Jalen Rager's name in Philadelphia every single time he did not perform up to snuff. His name wasn't Jalen Rager. His name was not Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. 
every catch, every single moment Justin Jefferson had just cast the spotlight on Rager's inability to succeed remotely close to that and perform remotely close to Jefferson's performance. It just made that spotlight even hotter. And now he's in the same draft room as the Vikings pull off the trade with Philadelphia. He's in the same wide receiver room now. They're teammates, Jefferson and Rager. That famous video that got out there because it was the it was the draft. It was the pandemic draft, right? Right, that's twenty, yeah. Right? When everybody's on Zoom and you could look it up on YouTube. It's Zimmer, the coach at the time, and it's Rick Spielman, the GM at the time, and others on the screen when they got the word, because teams hear when they're on the clock who's about to be announced at the draft because they get a heads-up notice so they could start their processes right away about who they're going to choose, knowing who's just been removed off the board. They got the call that it was Rager, not Justin Jefferson, right? And they started laughing, right? Isn't they that that quit. video? Yeah. <laughs> they cheered and clapped. Didn't they? And, they and then they, went and they, they turned in their pick <laughs> yeah. immediately. And now Rager's on the Vikings. Unreal. I mean, I don't do not think at all that this is um, – a sign of the Eagles' dysfunction at the moment. The Eagles are terrific. The we Eagles can, have we can hope it's Eagles a have a stupendous uh, roster that they are they're, they're, they they get high quality, consistent quarterback play from Jalen Hurts, and this team's going to be a problem. Yeah, I would say there was probably not many targets left for Jalen Rager right. in that offense. Right, and and you might as well get him out because the Eagles fans are just they're done with him. Yes. But the fact that he was chosen over Justin Jefferson, stuck in the crawl of so many Eagles fans, and now he's been traded to the team that has Justin Jefferson. Can't make it up. Can't make Cannot it up. make this up. Hey, TJ, good news for our fantasy uh, team with uh, Joe Latrulio's league. Darren Waller back at practice today. I told you, don't worry about it. And it's going to be all right. He's got a new agent, Drew Rosenhaus. Oh. Get that deal done, Drew. Come, Come on. Come on, push it out. That's Joe Latrulio from, from Superbad. Nice. No, that's, that's a, a Superbad. That's him. That's um. <laughs> that's I love you, man. I love you, oh, man. I love you, man. I love you, man. Oh, I love you, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> when you say get that deal done, you're talking about Waller getting a long-term deal done there, or or to be traded to Miami? Uh, no, to get a long-term. Okay, because yeah, yeah. Now, Waller wants a new extension. That's what Rosenhaus does. Yeah. Rosenhaus does one of two things. He does he gets a long-term deal for somebody where they currently work or... Gets him to Miami. Gets him to Miami. <laughs> now, Waller wants to be the highest-paid tight end, which I think he deserves. You want him happy for your I team. I want him happy for our, fa- for our fantasy team. Whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> I want double-digit TDs. Let's go. While we're on the subject, if you can't make this stuff up, Jimmy Garoppolo stays with the 49ers as the backup quarterback, taking an $18 million pay cut on his base salary to stay put and be the backup to the quarterback who supplanted him. And... Trey Lance's ascension to QB1 put Garoppolo on the trade block. The team back in May gave him the opportunity to start seeking a trade. That's how that's how long he was looking for trade. And he was able to, in looking for a trade partner, talk salary with him. The Niners are like, go find what you want. That's the least we, we could do to owe you. And then not only did he not get traded... They were ready to just basically go sit out the entire training camp season to see if anybody else was going to get hurt so he could be traded away then because the trade partners weren't making themselves um, available to the liking of everybody, I guess. Again, he wasn't even given updated practice material. They told him not to sit in team meetings. They said... You're fourth on the death chart behind Nate Sudfeld, who's now cut Brock Purdy, who was apparently going to be the guy that was going to back up Trey Lance before this deal happened. He was Mr. Irrelevant, right? Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy, 262nd overall. In last year's draft, right? Correct. They were ready to go with Lance in year two and Mr. Irrelevant, the reigning Mr. Irrelevant. 
So that's why the Niners essentially jumped at the chance for Jimmy Garoppolo to stay. Kyle Shanahan explained it all in his press conference yesterday. To me, it seems like everyone was just waiting for us to cut him before that, so they could see how much they could get him for. Um, but once the last Saturday preseason game happened and no one got injured, then I, Jimmy thought this was his best situation where that he liked, and that's why we were so pumped because it's obviously a better situation for the Niners. Um, we love getting Jimmy back, but to have him there earlier in camp wasn't an option. I mean, we weren't going to put him out there and practice um, for his sake and for our sake. I mean, he was on a $24 million contract, and he was going to go somewhere else. Um, but none of that came into fruition, and which we would have ended up having to let him go under that current deal. That, that wasn't an option. Um, but we were always clear to Jimmy that him salary cap-wise and stuff in a backup role um, and supporting Trey in that, and if, if that worked for him, that was a no-brainer for us. We just didn't think the chances of that were happen were, were going to happen, and um, it ended up being that way. And um, so when it was all said and done, even though it was pretty shocking to us, um, we thought it was a win-win for both sides. Makes sense, doesn't it? It makes total, complete sense. Would you rather, Chris, I know you're shaking your head over there, would you rather go into the season with the reigning Mr. Irrelevant as the backup quarterback for your team or Jimmy Garoppolo? Your answer, yes or no, is what? Your answer, yes or no, is what? Just go ahead and say this. How much do I really care about the development of the guy I've said is going to be the starter? Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm asking you in this box of would you rather have the reigning Mr. Irrelevant as your backup quarterback of a team that can win the Super Bowl or Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup quarterback with the salary that is commensurate with a backup quarterback of his caliber? Six and a half million dollars or, or like 400K? Yes or no? What would you do? I, I'd rather have Brock Purdy. Come on, Chris. Dude, like, <laughs> Remove the Trey Lance from it. You, you can't. I'll, you can't. I'm asking you to do that for the moment. Just go roll with me right here. Yes, in a vacuum, That's you it. want Jimmy G as your Okay, backup. there you go. Now, to your point, it is not a vacuum. It's not a vacuum at all. But the head coach believes he can create that vacuum. That's insane. And this is what he had to, and This is what he had to say about... Lance handling the development. Trey was great. I mean, there was no, there was no problems with it at all. I mean, I was I told him the exact same things that I told Jimmy. Um, why we were the options of bringing Jimmy here that it had to be in a, a backup type deal, uh, which um, Jimmy knew that was his option and that was the only option. And we told that to Trey also. And I mean, Trey and Jimmy have a great relationship. I think Trey. I, Trey actually likes having Jimmy in the building, and Trey was very grateful to how Jimmy was to him last year. And we feel very strongly from the two people that Trey will, um, Jimmy will um, give that back to Trey this year. They'll do for um, Trey what Jimmy did for him in the year before. There you go, paying it forward. That as the kid that threw the first touchdown pass of the year for the 49ers, the starting quarterback, cool with it. As the kid who came in twice, to start while the starting quarterback got hurt, the starting quarterback, cool with it. Starting quarterback, cool with all of Trey Lance wanting as many reps as possible, knowing that. The starting quarterback, cool with it. Now it's time for that same quarterback to still pay it forward, to not keep shoving the young quarterback to the point where the young quarterback feels like he needs to look over his shoulder. Playing the role that Kurt Warner said he played for Eli Manning, which was when he came in and almost saved the team's bacon while the youngster was struggling. After Coach Coughlin turned to Eli when the team was 5-4, and four, midseason made the change to Kurt Warner. Kurt said he went to Coughlin after Kurt almost came back and won a game against the Ravens that Eli couldn't finish. Got to tell the press, I'm still the backup and Eli's still your guy. That's the role that Jimmy G needs to play in San Francisco, and it appears that that is the role that Kyle Shanahan expects him to play. 
here's the issue. If I may give voice to what you're thinking, Christopher, and you can do the same yourself in a moment. The question is, with that door of doubt, the dreaded door of doubt, big door being there with Garoppolo's presence that would not have been had Brock Purdy been the backup. It's going to be Lance's gig, do or die, highs and lows, screw-ups and successes, no matter what, when the backup is the reigning Mr. Irrelevant. When it's the guy that took a team to the Super Bowl, was the quarterback of that team a few years ago, almost did it just last year, has the adoration of the entire locker room, and was the starting quarterback just last year, there's the door of doubt that we all believe must be somehow, somewhere in the mind of the head coach. Otherwise, this decision wouldn't have been made. But the decision isn't because, man, if the starter gets hurt, our season's over. We're not going to hand it off to a rookie that was the last pick in the draft. We're not doing that. So we not might as well have the old hand that everyone loves and doesn't need to learn the playbook or the locker room or the way to the office. Knows everything. Should have that guy. As long as he understands that's his role. A lot of people think, no, he's there because Lance might not be the guy. The door of doubt is somewhere within Shanahan's mind. So if that's the case, the burning question, Chris, if you don't mind me using your... Oh, we're getting to the Niners probably in a couple days. Okay. Burning question is, what is the threshold of immaturity on the field? The threshold of inconsistency? Yeah. The threshold of lack of success? Where does that threshold live in Kyle Shanahan's heart and mind? What's the breaking point? Where does that exist? Is it in wins and losses? Is it in the film where we're seeing, you know, incomplete pass, interception across the field, coaches seeing wide open guy in the flat? Take the profit, can't go broke making a profit. Coach knows pre-snap, ball needed to go here. Post-snap, ball went elsewhere. We think, oh, wow, great throw at me elsewhere. Actually, it's a first down elsewhere. No, coach knows. Should have gone there. Could have had a touchdown on the other side. All of that stuff. How, where is that threshold for Kyle Shanahan? That's the question. Unless there is no threshold and there is no door doubt it is Trey Lance's gig come hell or high water, and Garoppolo's there in case of emergency because Lance gets hurt. Season's not over. Jimmy G starts how many games? 0.5 is your over-under. I guess he'll start more than one because Lance you know, plays in a certain way that he might put his health at risk and he gets hurt. Question is, is does he get the job back if Garoppolo looks much cleaner as one would suspect right. a more veteran hand would? Fascinating. John Lynch uh, scheduled to appear on tomorrow's edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, lovely. Hall of Famer. I like him. I like him too. He's a good man. Good man. He is. Certainly when he says yes to when I say, hey, how'd you like to come on? The whole, <laughs> whole country's talking about your team and your decision. Man, but are. by the way, but a hell of a deal for the 49ers. Expensive for a backup quarterback? Sure. But it's not twenty-four million. Not just any backup quarterback, though. Let me explain something to you guys. Expensive for a backup, but Lord forbid your quarterback goes down with his ankle snapped out of his uh, bone, snapped out of his foot. You're glad to have that expensive backup. So again, it's a very important position. The I know scars we keep talking of about Andy Dalton and Benjamin Danucci talking yeah, like, over there. Come on, it's that's the scars of Andy Dalton and Ben. Danucci. It's a problem you'd rather have. Scars of Dalton. Scars of Danucci. Scars of Danucci is a great fantasy team. Even 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 with our jam packed sheet. I I like that one better. Scars of Danucci. I like that one better. (laughs) You just he just bore to the viewing and listening public. Yeah, I'm just saying his scars of Danucci. That's got to be your fantasy name this year. Scars of Danucci. Scars of Danucci. (laughs) You're not wrong. 
I know of them. <laughs> so it's like it, so it's a good ones. position to be in because yeah. it's that saying, it's better to have a weapon and not need it than need a weapon and not have it. Like, mm. he, he's stopped none over there. Today. Well, you know, he's I'm trying, one. man. Wednesday. I'm, I'm in pain over here. And what are you in pain Actually, he's hurting today. Uh, my back is crushed. From that car wreck I was in, I'm just today is just oh, one of really? those days, man. Let me know if you needed a little Israeli man to walk on Ooh, it. Oh, I might. Yeah. I hear he does wonders. It's not as good as ear holing hockey. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're gonna have to cut. We these have down. a really we tough. Got, decision. We got our own cut down day coming We've up. We got a really, really tough decision. Paul Rudd, I think, will join us next week to 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 name our teams. All right, let's take a break. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. We'll wrap up the show. Set up the rest of the week in a moment. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Warren Sharp, our friend who was on the program, was it earlier this week, last week? I, uh, the, the, the days blend. Uh, it was last week. Say that again? It was last was week. Was it last week yeah. of Sharp football? Yeah. He's pointing out what, the, what Howie Roseman, the uh, grocery shopper of the Philadelphia Eagles, is doing. Because they got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the Saints yesterday. And then they trade away Jalen Rager to the Minnesota Vikings today. And again, I understand that Rager, as I pointed out, Rager's name in Philadelphia isn't just mud, figuratively. It's also not Justin Jefferson. (laughs) Okay? The fact that the Vikings snagged Justin Jefferson after the Eagles took Jalen Rager, and Rager is no longer on the team, and now he's a teammate of Justin Jefferson. And Jefferson is, you know, one of the top receivers in the game just two years into his career by the way he's about to get the A.J. Brown treatment the end of this year the Vikings are gonna have to pizzay him that's coming up also you know the fact that the fact that he wasn't you know he was he was not drafted by the Eagles and the Eagles have now rectified that mistake in a way you just you can't look back in the NFL, you got to look forward, which is, again, another reason why you can't just say Trey Lance is going to be this quarterback on the Minnesota, uh, the San Francisco 49ers after this year. You, you could sit there and say that and that they're going to stick with him, but, I mean, if Garoppolo does so, could, gets in and does well and wins a Super Bowl, what are they going to do? You know, Jimmy yeah. G's just 30, right? I mean, yeah. because you could sit here and say, well, that would be just a total waste of all those draft picks. Well, the people who, quote-unquote, wasted the draft picks, they're halfway through not picking in the first round, and they have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Well, they have a roster that can win it. And then what if Garoppolo puts another trophy in the case? What are they going to Those guys are going to get fired because they wasted draft picks on Trey Lance? It's what the past is the past in the NFL. It's the present. It's the now. That's how you can go from worst to first in the NFL. 
So Harry Roseman, yeah. You 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 hook him up to sodium pentothal. Does he want to trade Jalen Rager to the Minnesota Vikings because he busted out on Justin Jefferson? Of course not. He'd rather have Justin Jefferson. A.J. Brown might not be on this team for all the gajillions of dollars if Justin Jefferson was balling out for the Eagles, right? Also, let's be clear. The Eagles, that wasn't even the worst wide receiver pick of that draft. Like, the one that kicked it off really... Nikhil Harry instead of DK oh, Metcalf? No, no, no. Oh, that was bad. Henry Ruggs going first instead of CD Lamb. Instead of Jefferson or Lamb. Like, yeah. Probably should not have been Henry, especially now. Mm, know, I guess what I mentioned was a different draft anyway. So Warren Sharp tweeting this out. Uh, check it out. This is good. I, on Tuesday, the Eagles get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and a seventh. They give up five and a sixth. Today they give up Jalen Rager, get another seventh, but get a fifth that could become a fourth. It's nearly the same amount of picks. And um, and the deal that Howie just got, Howie Roseman got for Rager, which was, again, a seventh and a fifth that could become a fourth. Dallas for Amari Cooper got one-fifth and a swap of sixth. Jeez. Now, Cooper's worth $20 million bucks, which is true. probably why you're not getting the value in the draft yeah, if you're getting that salary and Cleveland's taking that salary off your books. That's true. So it's not all in a vacuum, to use a phrase that you used earlier right there, but Howie's got to feel really good. Yeah. Man, is it all on Jalen Hurts' shoulders and arms and head and heart or what? That's not a bad head, heart, and shoulders and arm and legs to, to rest him on. Yeah, I mean, I said right after the draft that I hated what the Eagles did in the draft. Absolutely hated it because they got so good. <laughs> Jordan got Davis so good. is, is going to be a problem. And if N'Kobe Dean's healthy, Whew. that's a heist. Yeah, they, I mean. Him falling in the draft all, as far as he did, that is a heist. I'd have been happy be a problem. They, I would have been happy if the Jets had traded back into the first round for for. Nicobe Dean instead of Jermaine Johnson the third, who hey, I'm ready to I'm ready to root like crazy for. You guys did all right though. You I know we did, but I was did all right. I'm just pointing out how happy I would have been for my team mm-hmm. if Nicobe Dean was a first rounder. Didn't we give a deal to Nicobe Dean? We did. Yeah. He was the final NIL okay. deal for us after they won the whole shooting match. And I love talking to him. What has he got? Like a four oh and some sort of engineering? Wasn't he an engineer or something like that? He's got a head on his shoulders. I remember it was a good combo. He's just so good. I just watched him like barking at the rest of his dogs on defense with if they were in the wrong spot. They were all like, oh, okay. Mechanical mechanical engineering. Yeah, they didn't bark back at him. Nice move for the Eagles. Nice. Chad in Cincinnati, I've got about 30 seconds for you. Let's take your call. What's up, Chad? Hey, Rich, how are you, bud? What's going on? Um, real quick, rapid fire. I love that idea about the fantasy draft for okay. like, uh, or fantasy league for your for the viewers. That'd be great. Maybe the winner could come in one day. Um, the other question I have for you is, you know, with Michigan football starting this week, you beat Ohio State last year. Do you have the same drive to beat them this year, or do you feel like once you kind of cr- climb that Everest, you don't feel the, the – oh. I don't know. Oh, no, Chad, let me stop you. I am not the dog who caught the car and wondering what next. No, sir. No, sir. I am not wondering what next. I want to do it again and again and again. Because this this time around, Chad, everybody in your state where you are right now thinks last year was a fluke. Can't wait to see that team from up north. We're going to beat them by 28. We're going to go crush them. They think this. They think that. That whole business. No, 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 no. I love it. No, I, I need to follow up. <laughs> I, I love it. And next week, I would love to do the Cardinals schedule, like uh, call back. the going one by one. Oh, call back. We got Thursday and Friday. Call back uh, Thursday, Friday. Go for it. Let's go. There you go. There you go. Thanks for the call, Chad. Call back well. tomorrow. We'll take your call. Take your call. <laughs> you, you, oh, you're no, not no, one no. and done, Rich. Oh, with please. this, I am. Uh, my chest still has speaking to do. <laughs> my favorite version of Richard <laughs> Seth Eisen. This one. Oh yeah. Yes. And once please, again, to recount. Please, have I had enough? One's enough. Uh, you know what? Let me just remind everybody of something. Chris, do me a favor. You've got the Google machine in front of you. What do I need to say? Look up Michigan's all-time record against The Ohio State University. Well, I mean, you're up, right? I think yeah, I by that. like 10. Yeah. Even with this dreadful, awful, nightmarish stretch. Since the calendar turned centuries. And we're uh, in year 22 of this century. You're up eight. Michigan leads 59, 51, and six. Okay, so let's just remind everybody. 
Oh, you just beat him once. You lost, lost the previous eight. It, it's terrible. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. I know. And the, it just kills me that people are saying you're acting like I'm nouveau riche, right? Like, well, I'm, that's, like a, I'm, that's a manganello term. Right, that I'm just completely new to this thing, and I'm, yeah. I, don't, I, I can't act like I've been there before because I've never been there. No, no, no. John Cooper existed. Drums have been beaten by Michigan atop Ohio State in multiple years. It just hasn't happened recently. In eight. It, well, it's been a terrible stretch. I know it's been more than just eight. It's since been, 04. It's been terrible. It's been since 04. It's been awful. Yeah. So is one enough? Of course not. Well, 2001, you've only won three times. Greed, for the lack <laughs> yeah. of a, a better word, is good. <laughs> and I have written a fat check oh, yeah, in front did. of the great people of Stark County, Ohio. Well, them big joints that you get on the game show. Exactly. <laughs> like a publisher's clearinghouse. You need like, two people to carry yes. the check. Yes. Like it's like a jackpot at the casino. Like, and it's like, you got to hold it. Like, like, but it'll be holding the, the size of the check. Hey, like, it's like a <laughs> ribbon cutting. It's like a ribbon cutting. Yes. Correct. Like in Happy Gilmore? He's like, I want one of those big checks. That's right. I, I wrote, I wrote one of those Happy Gilmore big checks. So one's not enough? No. Going in the horseshoe this November and doing it again in front of everybody? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't even think about it. I'm jumping out of my skin over that possibility. Like I said, you oh. being happy after a Michigan over Ohio State win made just coming last to work year? so much fun. Could you imagine what it would be if you did it again? Oh, oh baby, that's my man right there. I need one of them. I need one of those. I need one of those Mondays on the Rich Eisen show. Like I said, the Rich Eisen that. Michigan beats Ohio State, and Ohio State is a basketball school, and Notre Dame is a stepping stone, like all of these things. The Roku executives that have been on this show have no idea what that Monday would look like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, DiCaprio at the end of uh, What's Upon a Time. Oh, my God. (laughs) DiCaprio Honestly, I know how much content lives on Roku. I know what they've got. I know what they're building. Nothing in the history of that platform would match the fire I would bring to this chair. Does that answer your question, Chad in Cincinnati? Balling. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. On tomorrow's program, John Lynch will join us. We've got a lot more planned, and I haven't even hit that schmohawk in City Field dressed in a judge uniform for the Mets. The truth? Oh, my God. That's tomorrow. I can't wait to bring the fire and fury for that one. Don't be mad. I had that one in the chamber today. We just didn't get to it. Didn't get to it, yeah. Let you sleep on it. Oh.